wings now? My ballerina costume does. Granny? Who are you? No. Uh-uh. I don't remember. What? Hello, little one. <gasps> I am your friend. Welcome to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show, and this is Dean, the Kentucky Ghost Hunter, with my guest, Kevin Quatman. Say hi, Kevin. Hey, hello, everybody. And it's a very special night for us tonight. As everybody is aware, if you follow us on Facebook or even on our uh, um, webpage, you know that tonight is our first night live on iHeartRadio. So all those people who are listening to us on iHeartRadio, we want to say thank you for listening to us, and I hope you enjoy our show tonight. I want to give a special shout-out, since this is our first night, to my wife, Chris Knopp. I love you, baby. Also, to my son, Casey, and I want to say hi to Denise and Andy as well. If they're listening, I just want to say, hey, hey, hey. So anyway, Kevin, got a question for you. You got anything coming up? I know springtime is here. There's a lot of people getting ready to go out and do some ghost hunting. You guys got anything uh, squared away so far this year? Uh, nothing lined up yet. Nothing lined up yet. Uh, and actually, I've had a uh, – I've got uh, – uh, Something lined up, I think, with, uh, and we've been there before, but the Octagon House in Franklin, Kentucky, uh, Bear, a lot of you who, who've been to Octagon House may know Bear. He's the lead investigator out there, and he does the ghost tours, but he's been pretty sick, and he's getting a little bit better, so we're trying to set up a time we can go out there and do a live feed from the Octagon House with him. He sent me a message the other day, so Kevin, I hope you guys can get down for that one, if we can do a live feed one weekend or something like that. And, uh, That'd be cool. A little ghost hunting there, but uh, tonight's very, very special. Like I said, it's the first night that we're going to be on iHeartRadio Live, but it's also the night that we're bringing on a group of young ladies from Nashville, Tennessee called Elite Vixen Paranormal. And uh, I believe, is Chanel, are you on right now? Yeah. Augusta, are you on? I'm here. Okay. Okay. We we just had a little phase there. I couldn't hear from you. I was like, I kept calling everybody's name. But Augusta, we're going to start with you. Uh, and I know that you're not really the... Uh, you're not one of the founders, uh, Chanel and Samantha were, but uh, you're, you're the first one online, so we get to pick on you first. Is that all right? That's perfectly fine. Yeah, do, do me a favor. Now, are you have you been with uh, Elite Vixen since 2018, or are you the new person that just came aboard? Or I'm uh, the newest member aboard. I understand that. About two months now. You must. Have. So, what do you think about it so far? I love it. I think it's very interesting it's really nice getting to learn about the different spirits and stuff now chanel are you on with us now finally 
Yes, I am. Good, good. I'm picking on Augusta here because we're waiting to get everybody online. We had we we uh, somehow I didn't get connected correctly, so I apologize to you, ladies. And uh, it's just been a little hectic, but it usually is when we start a new program on, on a new station. But you are one of the founders of of Elite Vix and Paranormal, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, tell me and everybody that's listening how you got this group together. Well, uh, Samantha, Glenn, uh, Kayla, and I, we actually were on a, a team together before, and uh, it was male and female mixed. And um, Kayla actually took, like, a sabbatical. And then Samantha and I, you know, Sam, Sam had actually had the idea. She was like, hey, you know, we could do, like, this all-girl thing. And I'm like, that's an awesome idea. And uh, so in, like, November, we actually split from that other group, completely amicable. Um, cause they're actually taking a separate path than we are. And, uh, so we're like, okay. And then, <clears throat> I'm sorry. And then we, uh, Samantha got in touch with Kayla. And then from there, uh, Sam contacted Jessica. And then I actually brought Augusta. So Samantha, I know you, everybody's online finally. So I'm going to come to Samantha. When, when you were approached with this and you thought about this, doing an all female thing. Now you girls are pretty young and, uh, you know, I got to hand out, uh, props to you there it's it's awesome that being young as you are you're doing this on your own because a lot of women um and, and like you said in your your on your facebook page it's, it's not really a man's world in this place but the women have kind of taken a back burner and now they're coming on to their own and everybody's seeing that you know these teams there's more than one team i know out there that's all female now um we just had a team on i guess it was two weeks ago or maybe last week that was uh, mediums but uh, when you girls came together, what was the stepping stone, I guess, or the, uh, what, what did you have to overcome, do you feel? You've been doing this a year that other groups didn't have to overcome just because you were all young women. Um, I think the hardest part about it is just um, being taken seriously because we are so young. And not only are we, you know, more younger than a lot of the investigators, but um, we're also women. So, you know, you got two strikes against us. Um and just being such a new team and getting out there and trying to put evidence out there that is not only believable, but real. Now, Kayla, have you been with them since the beginning? I have, yes. Okay. I'm going to ask you the same question. What kind of obstacles, I mean, what have you faced as far as, as being an all-female team? Um, I'm not really sure if this pertains to just being an all-female team, but just being um, – a team like we are where we had a little bit of experience, at least a few of us um, beforehand, um, but not a whole lot. Like we don't have an extensive background in this field. Um, and so getting together and deciding to create our own team, we kind of were met with, you know, some, some speculations that we might not be experienced enough or um, we've had a few learning curves as well. Um, so it, it's been an adventure and it's been a little challenging in some areas. Um, but I feel like we're, we're doing pretty well. <laughs> Uh, Jessica, you, have you been with them since the beginning too? Is she on with us? Uh, we'll go back. Yeah, Jessica, are you there? Yeah, we can hear you now. To you too. I, I was going to ask you, have you been with the team since the beginning? I think Jessica's fading in and out on us. Uh-oh. I'm not sure. Um, I was at the very first meeting, um, so very early on, not at the very beginning, but. Um, I was at the first meeting. So, uh, what got you into paranormal, Jessica? I worked with um, Samantha at a haunted house. 
for a few years. And so I've always been into um, paranormal or like horror type of things. So I've always been interested in um, like spooky things like that. And I've watched all the TV shows growing up and just something that I've always been interested in. And then when Samantha approached me, I was all for it. So, Chanel, what do you guys uh, do when you're ready to go into investigation? Because you said, I've heard one thing from all of you, that you're, you're new at this. You've done a little bit with other teams, but as far as you being the lead and, and going in on your own as, as a group, your, your group's kind of new to this. But what do, you, what do you set forth and what do you set up as far as uh, when you investigate? How do you, how do you proceed with it? Well, so, like, are you talking about, like, securing locations or, like, well, the actual Well, no, I mean, setup? if you've got a location, you're going to just to say somebody calls and says, I've got a ghost in the house. Have you ever faced something like that where a resident or somebody's asked you to help out or just <laughs> solve them? Where you, okay. Well, what what, do you, what steps do you take as a group? If, say, if I would call you and say, hey, I think there's something seriously going on in my house. Can you help me? Well, the first thing that I do, um, or that we do, actually, as a team, is we'll, like, the the client, the potential client will contact us and be like, hey, and the first thing that we do is we actually do an interview of the client themselves. And um, I actually have a degree in psychology. And so I actually dive into like the mental side and I'm like, hey, I need to know if, you know, because we need to determine because we are scientific based. So we need to determine if it's paranormal or if it's mental. And what I've learned over the last year is roughly 75% of the people that, that claim that they have activity in their house, it's actually more mental than it is paranormal. Um, once we've determined that, yes, it's paranormal, we can help you out, what we'll do is we'll go in, and it depends on the size of the location. Um, if it's a small location, we probably won't take, like, the DVR system. If it's a larger location, we do that. But we'll uh, set up some static cameras, and we'll take, you know, our, uh, our handheld cameras, and our voice recorders and, you know, K2s and millimeters and, you know, do like general, we do a general sweep of the house first, you know, look for like electricity problems, things like that, that could potentially be, you know, influencing them. And yeah, then we just do the thing. We start recording and we go at it. What do you do with the evidence once you find it? I mean, if you've come up with something and you find out you've, uh, You've got something you feel is evidence. Do you send it on to somebody else to look at it too? Or, I mean, how do you girls determine if you've, what you've got is legitimate evidence? What we do is we each will, like, take certain parts of the um, equipment. Like, we'll each take our camcorders and things like that, and we'll review it. And then after that, we'll timestamp it. So let's say, you know, we're watching, um, you know, and it's a minute and 30 seconds in, and we see, you know, an anomaly. We'll timestamp it, and then we'll shoot it to another team member be like, hey, I need you to analyze this and pay attention, you know. And we'll typically give, like, about 10 seconds before, you know, start watching and, you know, then let me know if you see anything. So that way then we don't say, hey, I think that I saw, you know, like an apparition, which would be awesome, but at a minute, you know, 50 seconds, we're just like, hey, just take a look and just kind of see if you pick up anything. Um, because luckily enough, you know, we've done enough evidence review that we have like that trained eye. So we can, we can tell what we're looking at. Great. You know, a lot of people, uh, and, and Kayla, 
I'm going to ask you this, and I'm gonna, actually I'm going to ask Samantha too. There's a lot of people out there that are wanting to get into groups like yourselves. Is there suggestions you would make to them before they enter a group? Or I mean, Kayla, what made you decide to get into this group, number one? And Samantha, tell me, you created the group. What would you look for for people that uh, were wanting to join up in the, in your group or, or, or another group maybe? Um. Who do you want first? Do you have me or Kayla? Uh, Kayla, you go first. We'll go back to Samantha because I don't want to pick on Samantha. I want to give her time to think about that. So, Kayla, you go ahead first. Okay. Um, I I have been interested in this field since I was a teenager and had actually contacted a few groups um, in my much younger years uh, about joining. Um, what happened this time around um, is I kind of just knew the right people um, who were – I was friends with someone who was a part of the team, um, and he uh, he recommended me, and I went on a few investigations, and it all kind of went from there. Um, but uh, I think as a team now, um, we kind of are trying to implement like an, uh, a strict like vetting process as well. Um, and as far as like recommendations for anyone, um, just reach out. I mean, a lot of people see it and they, they are interested in it and they're not, you know, they don't know how to get involved, but just reach out to someone. Um, because you know, you never know. Someone might be like, Hey, okay, why don't we, uh, have a talk and, and see if you'd be a good fit or whatnot. Okay. Samantha, now I want to elaborate on you a little bit too, because I want you to answer the question, but my question is you, you, you and, uh, and Chanel chose these, these group of individuals to, to be in your, your organization. What were you looking for when you when you developed this, and what do you suggest other people look for as far as if they want to do their own group? Well, when we were putting this whole thing together, um, part of it was we love doing this. It's it's a hobby for us. Um, you know, we we don't all get a lot of free time, so we want to take what time we have and do something that we love with people that we love. And we're all extremely close. It's kind of like a sisterhood. Um, we talk every day, you know, and I think that helps on investigations too, because our energy and our levels kind of match up and we usually end up getting a lot of really good evidence, uh, because of it. And I think that if I had to, you know, give any kind of advice on anybody looking to start their own group or join a group or whatever, do it for the right reasons. Don't do it for fame because that's so far-fetched. It's unreal. Do it to enjoy yourself. Do it to be with friends. Do it for the sheer curiosity of the paranormal. Now, Augusta, you're new at this, correct? Or have you been? Yes, I am. For, for, okay. What made you decide to go with Elite Vixen? Um. Well, my um, Chanel is actually my dad's girlfriend, and she was in the. She's been doing this for a really long time, and I've always had like an interest in paranormal and I've always been really interested in learning about all the new things and they had actually come to me and asked me if I would like to join the team and I was all for it I thought it would be a great experience and uh, let, this is Samantha. Let me just say, Augusta has been a freaking rock star since she has joined the group. She has do dove in on equipment and setup, and she she goes where no girl is going on the team. Like, we lowered her down into this, like, little tunnel that was kind of blocked off, but we didn't know it. But we put her in a tunnel with spiders and all that, and she's kind of like our guinea pig because she's the youngest. <laughs> 
So it works out. And so, Dustin, you get picked on, right? Is that what I'm hearing? When, when they, something scary comes on, they send you in there and they lock the door behind you. Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, I'm also a little daredevil myself. I like. Yeah, taking, she's fearless. I like taking the risk and doing what most people don't aren't really comfortable doing. Now, Jessica, why did you choose Elite Vixen? Samantha um, came to me and asked if I'd be interested in it. And so we actually had a long conversation about it to make sure that it was something that I would enjoy. And also, Samantha takes it very serious, and she wanted to find people that would be committed to it. And so that's kind of one of the reasons why I chose is her dedication to this group and everyone's dedication, everyone taking it serious, being um, nice to each other was a big one. We wanted to make sure that there wasn't going to be any drama and that we all got along. And I think that the positive energy really made me decide to join as well as my interest in the field. And I just really liked it as a all-women's group, sisterhood type of Team. So, so I, I guess I'm going to ask a question because there's a lot of times we've had people come on here, and I and Chanel, I guess, I'll ask this of you um, that when they go into places, and we're going to get a little technical about the investigations as far as what you deal with when you go into investigations sometimes. But there's been a lot of situations where we've heard that male spirits supposedly are, are due. Um, kind of pick on females when they go into situations. Have you have you experienced that so far with your group or, or past groups where fem- you being the female uh, had some issues with a spirit or something that was kind of, you know, centering in on you? I personally haven't ever experienced that. I do know that it's a theory in, uh, in the field. But like I said, I personally haven't experienced that. But we also take, you know, measures to protect ourselves from, you know, like dark energies and things like that. Um, so I'm sure I will run into it in the future. But as of right now, I, I can honestly say, no, I haven't had that experience. What kind of protections do you use? Um, well, we all have, like, different religions. Um, we all are kind of based on the same religion, but we all have, like, varying levels of it. So, like, I personally, what I do is different from what everybody else. We all have our own thing. Um, I personally will use like crystals and uh, say a few incantations um, before and then sage <clears throat> afterwards and like a sea salt bath afterwards. So what do you do, Samantha? I'm more of a crystal holder and um, we usually do like a small like group prayer at the beginning, um, you know, non-denominational, but still, you know, something as a group. So I'll take so all of you use a different technique. Is that what I'm understanding, Samantha? Every one of you have a different technique to, to prepare yourself. Um, yeah, and I can't say for one or the other what we do because, like, we do our group thing and then we'll go separately and we'll have our moment of silence, so to speak. <laughs> but I understand, Kayla. Do you mind telling us what you do? Um, I I also use um like crystals and little talismans and stuff like that but that's also based in the fact that i i personally believe that um a strong mind is the strongest weapon and so i feel like if you're if you're at peace and you're in a in a good place mentally 
then you're going to be less targeted by something. Um, I also feel that as a group that has really helped us because we are so cohesive and there's, there's not a lot of animosity or cattiness or any kind of negative feelings because we all get along so well. So I think that also adds to sort of protection when it comes to all of us being a group and being together. So Jessica, to you now, what do you do to prepare yourself? I'm right there with Kayla. I use crystals and I also mentally prepare myself and I go off of my gut instinct. If I feel, if I start to, I mean, all of us, if we start to feel negative energy or something is affecting us, then we step away from the situation or like someone will take us outside to kind of like remove ourselves from the area. So it's mostly just like mental and gut feeling. And um, I I think all of us use the crystals too as well. Now, Augusta, we're going to save you for last now. So how do you prepare being new to this team? Um, also, because I am so new and learning everything, um, I've just recently started learning about preparing myself going in. I've recently purchased crystals and have started using them, and I've been saging. Um, I also think it's also really good to go in being really confident in yourself. Okay, so I have a, I have a question for you guys. My name is Kevin, by the way. What did you, what was your all's experience with Dr. Gun Hall when you visited there a few weeks ago or a month ago, whenever you were there? What did y'all think awesome. about? It was amazing. Uh, yeah, this is Chanel. This was actually mine and Samantha's second time being in an Octagon Hall. And um, it was just great. Like, the first time we had a really good experience there, the second time we were there, it was even more phenomenal. And uh, I'll actually let them, like Samantha and Kayla and uh, Augusta, can actually elaborate more on that because Jessica and I were up in base command when everything was really popping and going pretty awesome. Well, that yeah, place you guys be- have fun, too. We did, yeah. Well, that place you get incredible. Out. That place has incredible EVPs. I got some mm-hmm. crazy EVPs from that place. I have no idea where they came from. Southern women, I mean, just incredible. Uh, you know, there obviously was nobody with us that spoke like that, and it was—I mean, it was awesome. We've always got good EVPs there. What, what kind of evidence do you guys collect there? What did you guys find? We actually haven't uh, reviewed our voice recorders yet, so we very well could have EVPs. Um, but we did, um, it seemed like we, we were communicating with something semi-intelligent, um, downstairs in the basement in the kitchen. Um, it was communicating with us, um, with a light. Um, and that, that was, that was caught on camera and that's something that we have reviewed and that we're, we're excited to share with people. But that was, that was a phenomenal experience. Is that the tunnel that Augusta got dropped into there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we did that to Casey. You remember that, Kevin? We had that. My son went with us over there. I think it was, geez, I don't know. We've been there a couple times, but we dropped him down in there too and left him in there for a while. So we we well, know what you're talking about. Let me tell you though, that was the most anticlimactic drop of my life. <laughs> so we get her down in this tunnel, and we're all standing up there. We got Facebook Live going. We're like, okay, how far back does it go? And she's poking it with a stick going, this is it, guys. Like, nowhere. <laughs> it's all caved in. They're supposed yeah. to do, like, yeah. some kind of a land survey to see how far the tunnel goes out. They were going to do that a couple of years ago. I don't know if they ever did it or not. 
they, they haven't I don't think yet, no. Yeah, they haven't. And uh, I think that they started excavating it, what was it, in like 2010 they discovered it, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, they haven't excavated the entire thing. Okay. So did you did you have an interaction with any? Or you haven't done your EVPs or anything, but uh, have you have interaction on your uh, spirit box or anybody? Did they name any names or anything while you were there? No. What we had down in the kitchen, we had our REM pod, um, and we basically were asking questions, um, and we were getting responses with a motion sensor light, um, and it was also in conjunction with the REM pod, um, the activity we got with the REM pod, and. Uh, Afterwards, we actually went in there and checked, and that motion-detecting light is not sensitive at all, so it was very interesting, um, especially since it seemed to respond to our questions. So that was that was really fun. Now, do you all use a spirit box at all? Uh, we use some, like, ITC work and all that, but um, we didn't have really any luck at Octagon with it. Okay. I mean, you guys use, I mean, let me ask a question. Do you guys use phone apps or anything like that? Yes. Okay. I, I'm skeptical on those just because I believe your phone is so skeptical in, on those too. But your phone you, is so you know. intelligent that it can know like if you talk, like, like you can think about something and talk to somebody about something. Next thing you know, here comes an ad pop up about it, and it just makes so, me wonder like if you talk about going to a haunted hospital per se, all of a sudden maybe if you did something on your ITC on your phone, you might get more names like doctor, nurse health, things like that may pop up because it's heard you talking about it, so therefore it's picking up on those things. I don't know. It's one of those things, though, like, it's it's a tool for what we do. Um, it mm-hmm. hasn't, it can't be proven or disproven. I mean, it's, it's, it's no different than, you know, breaking out of K2 and saying, that's not a false positive. Well, why? Absolutely. Like, how can you prove it? Absolutely. You can't prove it either way. I mean, we're trying to prove it. That's the whole point of what we do. Yeah, my issue is I think they're so intelligent. The phone's so intelligent anymore; it's it's scary. <laughs> but either way, I'm 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 going to play it out, and I'm going to see, and yeah. I'm going to use it, and see what comes of it. So, where else have you ladies visited besides Octagon Hall? Uh, I love well, how everybody's <laughs> silent. <laughs> yeah, just, just somebody like, pick it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, let's see. We've been to Oscon Hall. We've been to Thomas House. Um, we've been to Wielden Manor. Um, Samantha and Jessica went somewhere in February. Star Theater. Star Theater. Somebody um, here. Okay, yeah. I'll start. With, I'm going to start with you, Chanel, on this question here. Well, you've been investigating. The reason I'm starting with you because you're the founder. Tell us the story of some place you've went to that you've really it really affected you. Um, actually, I'll talk about Wheeldon Manor. Um, Go for Wheeldon it. Manor, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have been to Wheeldon, Wheeldon Manor or not, but um, it's actually one of my most memorable investigations, um, not because, like, activity was popping and things like that, but actually because it taught me a lot of what not to do. Um, so there was – Wheeldon was definitely a learning curve, and uh, that's definitely – yeah. Some things that will that happen there will never happen again. <laughs> you got to elaborate on that. You can't just yeah. leave us in the dark. You <laughs> yeah, you can't leave them in the dark. Um, well, this actually wasn't with our team. It was with our previous team. And um, we actually had a person who claimed to be a medium 
and she claimed to pass over some spirits. And um, it was just, yeah, it was just very unprofessional. Um, she had actually come to me and Samantha because we were the leads on that on that um, investigation. She came to me and Samantha, and she's like, I really want to talk to this person, like the owner, about this. And we're like, no, like, that's not your place. No. Well, then she went to another uh, team leader and uh, went to him and was like, hey, I want to do this. And he was like, all right, well, let's go do it. Yeah. They're now banned from Little Manor for that. Um, plus, it was like such a large place. And so as far as like tech is concerned, this is another part of it. But as far as like tech is concerned, like I learned, you know, that if, if you're in a place that's 50,000 square feet, make sure you got enough cabling. <laughs> Because you're not going to be able to reach, like, one one part, uh, there's a maze downstairs. And um, the, uh, uh, yeah, a dark entity is actually said to stay down there. And uh, we didn't have enough cabling. We couldn't put a camera down there. So there's that also. <laughs> now, you, in your in your uh, Facebook page, and I'll leave this to Samantha or Chanel or Kayla or just whoever wants to answer this, just go for it when I ask the question. But uh, I'm taking it that you – since you're saying more scientific, you, do you use mediums or not use mediums when you go to these investigations? Or are they left out of your, your scenario? We do not. <laughs> no. Um, right, you, you're going to have to elaborate. Why, why do you not use Because every, I mean, there's 80% of the paranormal teams out there use mediums. So why, why do you, or some kind of person with an ability like a uh, you know, medium or empath or psychic or whatever it is, why do you not use them? Okay, let me ask you this. Is there any way to scientifically prove that that person is a medium? It's impossible. I'll go with there you on go. that. There's the answer. <laughs> but I'd also yeah, say, it's all put the devil's advocate on that. I would say it's difficult to prove scientifically any of this anyway as well, because you can see an apparition in a hallway it may never see that apparition. That may never happen again. Like It seems like when paranormal activity happens, it never seems to be the same thing over and over and over and over. Like, people cannot well, scientifically prove what happens over and over and over. No, but it's, yeah, it's easier to point to um, a video evidence or um, or something like that of that nature. And it's it's more credible than just someone's word of mouth. And, and well, that's kind if, of what we... Not to, not to play devil's advocate, but what if you... I mean, we had a scenario, because my girlfriend is a medium. We actually went to a Civil War home. Uh, used to be a field hospital, had no idea. We met, we met the owner through a friend, had no idea about her history of her home or nothing. Went upstairs. We were doing a session. Came across two soldiers, got their exact names, where they're from, all this information on them. You know, not a ton of information, but enough information. That's all we knew. We had a conversation and found out two weeks later that the homeowners went to the battlefield and did some homework. Both those soldiers died October 8th, 1862 in Perryville, Kentucky. And they were accurate. I mean, completely accurate. I mean, we couldn't have came up with those names otherwise. We had no idea. You know, those are just random names. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, I, that's, pretty good proof. That's, that's pretty good proof. Yeah, let me say this too. I've been in situation, and I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not playing for or against. But I've been in situations yeah. with with Kevin also where I've seen that happen, where we've walked into a place and and Denise or some other people that we've been with at the time actually came up and said, "Hey." This, 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 this happened, and we, and we found out that they were exactly right. And they had no knowledge whatsoever of the location of where we are at. Now, if you had somebody with that ability, would you be willing to use them, or is this just something that your group just 
just wants to leave out of the scenario. We would we would absolutely use them. I mean, we we're not opposed to having anyone with abilities on the team, or then using those abilities to point us in a good direction to investigate or whatnot. But we're not going to document that as concrete evidence. Um, it would right. be an, it would be yeah. a useful tool, but um, right. And another thing you have to understand is like out of like a hundred people that claim they're mediums or psychic or whatnot. I think personally, 96% of them are full of crap. I think there's very few true ones. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you people, who, I think it's people who think they are that aren't. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, 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 but I, I do agree with I that. Totally but agree I would with say, that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we actually, you know, like Kayla said, if we had somebody, because we know people in the field that, we believe are legit, you know, and one of them being Richard Ruland. Exactly. And, um, so yeah, so we're not saying that everybody that claims to be a medium is, you know, they're not right. Um, but yeah, like it it just comes down to evidence. Like, and, and we even have the, um, I guess the mantra or whatever that like, if we have personal experiences, like for instance, when we were at Octagon Hall, Augusta and I were doing tech setup. I heard whistling or singing. I'm sorry, singing. And I went upstairs to Gus and I was like, Gus, are you singing? And she was like, no, I'm setting up this camera. But because we didn't have it documented, like, oh, we don't, I don't have it on a voice recorder because we were doing tech setup. Right. Like that's not, we can't use it as evidence. Right. What was it? A and woman humming? It was a female voice singing. Yeah. I, I, I kind I'm of I'm going to tell you a story about this. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story about this. We actually went to Octagon Hall the very first time we went there. And, and I'm in Centertown, Kentucky. We're not only maybe 40 minutes from Octagon Hall. I know, I know them quite well down there. But the first time we went there, we actually did catch that lady singing. It is, a, it is something that happens there a lot. And it, it comes from the upstairs. Is that where you heard it from? No, I actually, I was downstairs um, where we set up base command. The room that's like the hallways right there, the steps are going upstairs, and then that little room there where yeah. they have yeah. their security uh, system. That's where we heard it too, Dean. Right yeah, there. that's where we heard it too. Yeah. That's we, where we, we actually had this on cameras up. Yeah, we caught that on recording. And matter of <laughs> fact, what was funny about it was, if you remember, Martin was with us. He was a tech guy. He very much does not believe in everything. And he heard it. It happened like every thirty minutes. We would heard this. We heard her yeah. uh, humming, and, and he tried to say it was a coyote, which was the worst thing anybody could say. But I told him coyotes don't sing. But so it I'm gonna balance every thirty yeah. minutes on a thirty minute, yeah. every fifteen minutes, whatever it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we caught her singing. So you you did catch her singing. We did too. So that is something that, that you didn't just imagine. It that it does happen there. Well, I have to ask you something related to, because you guys have been there a couple different times. Have you guys ever had the flameless candles turn on in the dining room by themselves? Nope. No, but we have had off themselves. You you didn't meet, well, you guys didn't check. We we met a gentleman by Henry there that likes to cuss me out. Uh, (laughs) We had a, yeah, we had a, uh, a, Kevin, tell the story because you you you're more about it than I am. But that was so long ago, it. Dean. I really don't remember the whole story. Who, I just know who Alice, was it? Alice, Alice, said Alice. That yeah. She did, Alice, did this man. Uh, Henry didn't like you at all, and yeah. Henry. I mean, Alice don't. She don't miss a beat. She's no, as she's legit as you get. 
Jeff, but she told me he was cussing me up one side and down the other, and he was actually the uh, – we checked out the name. She didn't know the name, but uh, do you guys remember the picture that was above the fireplace of the gentleman that built Octagon House? Yes. Yes. And that, his name is Henry, and, and, and she was telling me that Henry was screaming at me and cussing me out. So that's who doesn't like me at the Octagon House. And if people are listening, if you ever want to go to a place that's a haunted location and you want to have some good activities, I think that everybody from Elite Dixon will back me up on this. Octagon House is one of the places to go. You girls yeah, agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, Samantha, yes. tell me some stuff. Go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. You no, had a question. I'm no, sorry. I say we had a guy follow us up the stairway. We all, we all walked up the steps and we went into that first room on the left, which is the little girl's room. I can't remember her name. And yeah, was walking. Yes, and I walked up. I was the last person to walk up the steps, and I turned left to go in the room, and I hear boom, 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 boom. There's these boots coming up behind me on the stairway, and I turn around, there ain't nobody there, and I said, and everybody's like, I heard that too. And there, we had a guy down in the command center where you were at, and I said. We said, John, were you just walking? And he said, no, I'm just sitting here. I said, did you hear that? He goes, uh-uh. But it was loud. We got on audio, but it's just, you can hear boots coming up the steps right behind us. Yeah, we thought it was John walking up behind us. Yeah, remember, I, thought, I, did. I, thought John was, I thought John decided to come up. <laughs> but, you know, I just realized something, too. My wife is a skeptic, just like, you know, and Kevin, you know that. But at, at Octagon House, she is actually, um, she's heard a piano bit played by itself. Uh, her and my daughter her, there's upstairs, I have a fiddle that's hanging on the wall. Do you girls remember that? The what? Hanging on the wall? Yeah, there's a fiddle hanging up on the wall upstairs. It only has three strings. Uh, and she actually heard it playing when she was upstairs. So, I mean, it's a very active place. And she's a skeptic. So, if she comes down and tells you she heard of something playing, then it, it probably played. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, you what, what's your plans for this year? Do you got investigations set up for 2019 or what? Uh, we got a couple places that we're looking at. Our next place is a secret, and if anybody wants to know, they can follow us on Facebook and Elite Vixen Paranormal. It's something that we will be announcing soon. Um, we also have, uh, what do we have coming up in September? We have Chanel. September, we're actually um, going to, sorry, I, I can't talk right now, sorry. Um, we're actually going to be at the Nashville Pagan Pride festival that's going on uh, September 28th I believe is the date um, I had actually went to it last year and there were no paranormal teams there and uh, with all of us and you know the way that we kind of think I was like hey we need to do this thing so yeah we got that coming up in September and like I said, we got the secret location coming up, and then we're actually all going on vacation together, and we're going to be documenting that, so that should be fun. <laughs> Where's that at? We're just going to go up to Holiday World and play in the water park together. Water park. Vixen vacation. What? Have you guys ever? What do you all feel about the Ouija board? I always ask that because I like people's opinions on what they feel about the Ouija board. No. Yeah, we don't personally use them, but, you know, if other teams want to, more power to them. Our so philosophy why don't you guys We don't want to summon anything, and we also don't want to, like, cross over anything. We try not to – we try to interfere as little as possible with whatever might be going on at whatever location we're at. So we're we, – that's why we don't use Ouija boards. That's why we don't have mediums that – 
you know, cross people over or anything like that. Um, that's just very invasive. And so we try to leave a minimal footprint. Okay. So you're, so you're ask- basically there. Let me ask this real quick. You're, you're yeah. just basically there for the investigation. So if there's an issue that comes up, and Chanel or Samantha, one of you can answer this. If there's a, a situation comes up that seems dangerous to the people that are there, how, what do, you, do you refer them to somebody else, or do you do you try to help them at that point, or, or do you just – what do you do? Well, at this point in time, um, because, like, we haven't had enough training yet. None of us feel comfortable enough at this point in time to be able to go in and do cleansings and blessings, and especially if we're dealing with negative energies. So as of right now – um, we do have to refer them out, um, you know, to work with other teams that specialize in that. And we actually know another team that that's what they do. Um, but down the future, you know, once we've had some training and we're, you know, more confident in our skills, then we'll be able to go in and actually, you know, get rid of the bad stuff ourselves. When you say training, what do you need? For, I mean, what what kind of training are you talking about? Just more experience, or is there things you're going to do? Because you know, some people that deal with this, they they actually do go through training um, as far as uh, education wise. Like, and I don't really get into all that, but some people train to be demonologists. And our guest next week is involved with a group that's a demonologist, and he does crossovers and stuff like that. Are you guys, when you say training, is it religious training, or is I mean, what what do you need to train for when you're, you're doing that? Yeah, it'll be a combination of a couple different things. It'll be religious training. Um, like, I'm actually an ordained minister, um, but I've just recently done that. Um, so, yeah, I need more training, like, on the spiritual side. Um, you know, we have other people that can teach us how to properly go in and cleanse a home and things like that. And um, we actually had somebody, he came to us, what, like, maybe two months ago or whatever, and was like, let me train you on what to do. That way then you can go in and do it. And he's very, very, very experienced in the field. Yeah, luckily we do have some phenomenal contacts and people that we can we can refer others out to. We know, we know people who are very experienced with cleansing. We know people who have a background in demonology. And so, so we do have trusted people there that we reach out to if something were to come up that's dangerous or whatnot. So have you girls experienced anything at all like that yet where you've, you've run into a situation you had to refer to somebody else? Yes, actually we have. Um, I had a client come to me, I think it was about, I don't know, two months ago, um, talking about that she had a, a spirit in her house. And I went through and I did the research on it. And um, and then I had contacted uh you know, reached out to one of our contacts and was like, hey, this is what I'm getting. And uh, he kind of agreed with me. And, I, you know, I personally feel it was just the original owner of the house was just like they were doing renovations on the house. The original owner that built the house died in the house. And, um, you know, I, I contacted her back and I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure it's just the original owner. He's probably going to go away on his own. Um, but she, you know, was uncomfortable. So I was like, okay, well, this is at this point in time, like beyond my pay grade, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, and so we really can't do that as a team right now. So let me give you this guy's information. And then he went out and uh, took care of it. And I think he actually has to go back out again from what I understand. But, yeah. So I know if any of you girls have been, uh, have been scratched or anything like that during your investigations as a group, just out of my own curiosity. 
Um, when I came back, this is Samantha, by the way, when I came back from Weldon, and I don't know if it was related or whatnot, because I didn't feel it there, but the next morning I woke up with, like, three bruises on my arm. No idea how they got there. <laughs> Anybody else in the group experienced that? Something like that? I have not, no. I think I have. Jessica has, but it wasn't from an investigation. <laughs> Jessica had a, an interesting thing happen to her. Well, Jessica, you got to tell us. <laughs> well, it actually happened at my house. Um, what happened was I was sitting in my bedroom, and I had my bedroom door open, and I was watching TV, and outside my bedroom door is the living room and the kitchen, and it's split, and there's, like, a little bar. And I have a little girl, and it was late at night, and it was a school night, and I saw a little girl run. Um in the living room, which I thought was my daughter because she sometimes likes to get snacks from the kitchen at night and get up and sneak and get them and go back to bed. And so, of course, I got up and was, you know, calling her name and was trying to find her. And she was nowhere in the living room, nowhere in the kitchen. And so I go check in her room. And she was sound asleep, obvious that she had not gotten out of bed. She was actually wearing a different color than what I saw the little girl was wearing. And so I called Samantha, and she told me to get the REM pot out. Got the REM pot out and um, was talking to the, asking the little girl question. And the REM pod went off, and I asked her if she could change it to another color. And so she ended up changing it to another color. And then after that, I didn't get much evidence so I just um, stopped and went to bed for the night and about two or three days later I woke up and had a child's handprint on my chest you know that kind of reminds me of a story Kevin do you remember the handprint Denise got on her back when we were where were we at at that time Thornhaven Manor yeah, we were at Thornhaven Manor, and we had – it was about the same situation. They, we, they were upstairs, and Denise – I guess she said she felt children around her. Is that correct, Kevin? Because I wasn't in the room. No, happened. I was there. We we were we had the SLS camera on her, and we didn't know it, and she's a medium. And she said, there's one here, there's one right here. And she's a, she has no idea what we're seeing on the camera. And she said, my back hurts, my back hurts. So I got up to go look at her back. And, of course, Peggy's videotaping on the SLS camera. We can see the thing hitting its hand on her back. So I walked over. I was going to lift her shirt up to see if, you know, look at her back, if any marks or anything like that on her. And when I went to lift her shirt up, there was a child's handprint in the middle of her back. And uh, Steve Miller, who actually owns Thornhaven, actually bought the shirt from us. He was actually witnessed the whole event. And, uh, I mean, it was my hands are small, and this hand was half the size of my hand. We've actually wow. got a picture of it on the website, so Kentucky was, Ghost Hunter. It was actually pretty cool. We wish I wish we would have kept the shirt actually and put a little frame thing instead of giving it to him. But you know, it was his place. And we kind of felt if he wanted it. That was fine. Did he hang that up, Kevin? Or did he? What I don't know what he did with it. But okay, I knew that she sold it. Or, well, he bought it from the, you guys. The neat thing was the SLS camera was picking up her getting hit in the back. Now, do you guys use that kind of equipment, SLS cameras? Are you familiar with that? I want one so bad. <laughs> this is Chanel. <laughs> that is my dream piece of equipment. Is an SLS camera. Well, you can get the other ones now. They're cheaper, I guess. There's ones like three or four hundred bucks out there now. You can, I guess they're they're knockoffs. I don't know how much different they are. 
Um, they, look, they look like they're pretty good to me, but we went out a couple of years ago and invested in the expensive one that Ghost Adventures uses. Um, it's a good camera, but there's issues with it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, with well, you. I've got one. We have, both have the same issue. They don't work half the time. That's the main issue. Yeah, I have one that hasn't worked for six months, and then I finally decided the other day to do a uh, update on it and fix some things. Next thing you know, it's working again. So it's they're fun though. If you get them work when they work, they're they're fun. And Kevin, you're going to have to tell me how you did your update because mine doesn't work. So I need an update. Quick. I just went, uh, you just got to go. I'll tell you later on, Dean. Okay, yeah, just tell, tell me later on. <laughs> anyway, oh. Chanel, Samantha, we do only have a couple minutes left. Tell us how to get a hold of your group. Now, you're, you're from, are all of you from Nashville, first off? Uh, within the general area. Okay, yeah. the general area, Nashville, Tennessee. So do you go, I know you go to Octagon Hall, which is pretty close to Nashville. I think it's what, 30 minute drive from Nashville or something like that. Um, uh, do you concentrate just on Tennessee or does your group go uh, other locations or if somebody has a problem in uh, Alabama, will you go help them or do you just generally stay around Tennessee? Uh, we're looking like at all sorts of different places. Like the furthest one, uh, we want to go to Iowa and do the Facilis, uh, Axe Murder House. Velisca. Um, Velisca, I don't know. Tomato, uh, tomato. I know. I said all. I I used to screw the name up all the time. <laughs> it's I, a hard I am, That's my thing. I screw it up. <laughs> but now, like Indiana, Ohio, like Kentucky, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, obviously. Um, you know, just everything around here. So tell people how to get a hold of your group if if they have a problem they want to talk to you about it. How do they find you? You can they find us on. Yep, go ahead, go ahead. now. <laughs> no, you, it's all you, boo-boo. Uh, we actually have a Facebook page. Um, if you just search Elite Vixen Paranormal on Facebook, you'll find us. Um, we have an Instagram. We have, it's EliteVixenParanormal at gmail.com is our email. Also, if you, like, search, if you just Google Elite Vixen Paranormal, we're on a couple different paranormal websites that list the different teams. Um, I think we're on two of those currently. So, yeah. But you can find everything find. through our Facebook, yeah. And that's probably the yeah. easiest thing to find. Now, is that phone number on – I know I saw a phone number on the Facebook. Is that is that pretty accurate? Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought it was. I, I just uh, – I kind of did some investigation of you before we, you came online, and I saw the phone number stuff, and I, I just asked that because sometimes when people put the phone number on the Facebook – it changes, and they forget to change the number. So I always ask that kind of question, is that a correct number or not? So Chanel, Samantha, um, Kayla, Jessica, Augusta, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And Chanel, I'm going to give you the last word. What is there anything you want to say to anybody out there about your group and any kind of any comments you want to make before we shut the show down? Well, first off, we appreciate you having us on. It's been a, an awesome experience. And, uh, yeah. I, I really don't know what else to say. Sam, you got anything? <laughs> Come check us out because I, I guarantee you we are not the norm. So yeah, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm going to ask you a real quick question before we head it. We only got like three minutes left, but let me ask you another quick question. When you guys say scientific, and I want to make sure uh, I'm on the same page with this, um, and uh, I guess, you know, Chanel, you'll probably want to answer Samantha, too, the founders of it. You base your thing, everything on scientific data. Is that correct? And that's based on the what equipment do you use, again, to kind of explain it so people know what you use. Um, it'll be anything that we catch on our EVP recorders or camcorders. 
if we're doing like a, yeah, an EVP session and we have a REM pod out or we have a, like a K2 meter, the camcorder actually, we, we have it as our policy, like the camcorder needs to be on the K2. That way then we can see the fluctuations within the equipment. And do you have any advice one more time for anybody out there that's uh, looking to get into the paranormal world? Just reach out, like start looking on Facebook for different paranormal groups because one thing I found getting into this is it's a lot bigger community than you would think it is. You know what? Also, um, just start your own group, you know? Like yeah. a lot of people think it's, it's harder than it is, but, you know, get you some friends together and just go hunting. <laughs> and have fun with it. Don't be scared to try new things. And last but not least, Augusta, we haven't talked to you much tonight. I'm going to give you the last word here. Have you had anything scary happen to you since you've been with them? Um, I have not had anything scary happen. It is actually That's because she's fearless. Really fun. Yeah, she's fearless. You told me that. <laughs> she's, she's got anything the interesting? The group. <laughs> yeah, anything interesting happen, Augusta? You got like 30 seconds. Anything interesting? No, not really anything interesting besides the light. That happened at Octagon Hall. Well, I guess the, I, the main frame here is everybody needs to go to Octagon Hall because that's where everything happens. It's true. It's an awesome place. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being on our show tonight. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you for, thank for having, having us. You. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. And, folks, uh, tomorrow night, or not tomorrow night, next Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central Time, you can catch us right here, bbsradio.com, 9 p.m. Central Time. We're on here now every Wednesday night. Instead, we were on Tuesday nights. And as everybody knows, we're now on Wednesday nights. We're live on iHeartRadio and, and 72 other places. So check us out on them. Go to bbsradio.com. Check us. KentuckyGhostHunter.com is our website. You can follow us on Facebook at the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. And on Twitter, we're at at underscore, or what is it? At KY underscore Ghost Hunter. And you can follow us on Twitter, too. So until next week, I hope everybody has a good night. Thank you for listening to our show, and we'll see you next Wednesday night. Real